Well, hello. Welcome back to the Castro Files, everybody. How you doing? I'm good. You're good. Yeah. Awesome. It's been a little bit since we've done a, a pod, uh, done a Castro Files podcast, but we're back at it. We uh, changed up the set a little bit, did a little bit of moving around and stuff, yeah. which is awesome. I'm I like excited. it. It's great. Yeah. Got the chairs that used to be yep. my parents' house yep. that we thought were great for the set. Yeah. So. It's nice and comfortable. Them in. Yeah, they're way comfortable. It's cold here in Texas. We are Ooh, recording. It is cold. It is what, the 15th today, January 15th. Yeah, it's and about it's 20, 28 degrees. Something like 16 that. 16 degrees tonight. So we figured let's record some podcasts and get yeah. these out there for folks out there that are trying to stay warm. Figured tell a couple crazy couple, stories. A couple stories, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you're going to kick off today. I am going to kick us off today. So... um Today's topic was inspired by our, by our friend Evil Ginger, who made us this sweet little uh, voodoo, voodoo doll. doll. Little voodoo so doll. it inspired me to find um, a true story about a voodoo doll. But I am going to start with a little bit of history okay. on the voodoo doll. Sounds good. So this is from uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, and so the term voodoo doll commonly refers to an effigy that is typically used for the insertion of pins. Such practices are found in various forms in the magic tradition of many cultures around the world. Despite its name, the dolls are not prominent in Haitian voodoo and not used in Louisiana voodoo. The practice has been denounced and declared, which I'll go into that a little bit more, um, irrelevant to voodoo religion by the high priestess of the Louisiana voodoo. Cat's getting ready to jump up here. Um, the twentieth. Okay, so the link between this magical practice and voodoo was established through the presentation of the latter in Western popular culture enduring the first half of the 20th century. This myth, in this, the myth of this magical practice being constant linked to voodoo and voodoo was promoted as part of a wider negative depiction of Afri Afro-Caribbean religious practices in the United States. Okay. In John Hunston's, uh, okay, so they give a couple instances where it's been, that's been um, used. We've seen tons of stuff with voodoo dolls, right? right? Like people using them to hurt other people. There was, um, I did not know this. We, I mean, we saw an Indiana Jones, right? Like that's the, oh, the yeah, Temple of Doom. They, where they yeah. push the pins, pins in them, that little yep. boy. Mm -hmm. um, the, witches, the Witches of Eastwick in 1987. Um, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island in 98. And it was also in um, one of the... Um, Pirate movies, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, on Strange Tides. Um, Interesting. So by the early 21st century, the image of voodoo dolls has become particularly perverse. It has become a novelty item available for purchase with examples being provided in vending machines in British shopping centers. Interesting. And an article on how to make a voodoo doll being included on Wicca How. I didn't even know there I was such a thing. A wicked how. Um, in 2020, Louisiana voodoo high priestess Robbie Gilmore stated, it blows my mind that people still believe voodoo dolls are relevant to the voodoo religion. Hollywood really did a number on us. We do not stab pins and dolls to hurt people. We do not take your hair and make a doll and worship the devil with it. And that's the devil to give us black magic to get our revenge on you. It's not done. <laughs> it won't be done. And it never will exist for us. Gotcha. So that's just a little bit of the history on voodoo dolls. And I'll go ahead and I will read you my story. So awesome. this is um, this is a true story. I found it on uh, a website called Fun 107. Uh, the South Coast, it's a radio station, which is kind of weird. But um, Sorry, okay. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and tell you this story. Uh, the first thing you need to know is that this is a true story. 
It's a story about voodoo, a story about three deaths that may have been caused by a curse, a story about a mysterious fish doll, black magic, and the havoc it wrecked on the South Coast family. And once again, it's all true. Um, Now, this does not have an, um, it does have an author, but he doesn't give his name. It's really weird. It says, I first came across this tale when working on my book, Haunted Objects, Stories of Ghosts on Your Shelf, which I co-authored with my friend Christopher Blazano. Blazano. Another longtime friend, John Brightman of New England Paranormal Research, answered my call for stories of haunted and cursed items with a story that might be unbelievable to most, but to some who understand the dark and mysterious nature of superstition in the South Coast, stories of the fantastic are not so uncommon. So I think by South Coast, it's kind of... I want to s- I'm trying to think of like where that's at exactly. I, for some reason, not I sure. got the feel like it's... Oh, the cat just jumped on my lap. Um, <laughs> that it's... Uh, it's a, it talks about the fishing community, so I feel like, was it on the East Coast, perhaps? But I don't know. Sounds like, well, if it's New England paranormal research, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, that also made me do. think yeah. maybe South Cape Coast Cod, is... Um, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so John, request, John was requested to come help a woman in Westport. We'll call her Amanda. With paranormal activity that had been ongoing in her home, which had been where she grew up with her mother, sister, and brother all three of which had recently passed away and the home had been plagued with paranormal, uh, I'm sorry, with paranormal phenomena such as objects moving on their own and doors that would open and slam shut. Amanda saw a mist come up from the basement doorway and her young granddaughter who said she saw the dead great uncle Roger near the staircase. The home had previously belonged to Amanda's mother, Esther, who had lived in the, who'd lived into her nineties despite failing health. Also living with her in the home had been Amanda's brother, Roger, who was in his 60s, but was also quite ill himself. He had shouldered the burden of caring for Esther, even though the youngest sister, Vivian, was also living there but refused to help with Esther's care. Roger was out of the house one day, and Vivian saw her chance. She told her mother about how her brother wasn't going to get any better and that he may try to put her in a nursing home to rot and die. Vivian swore to Esther that if she signed the house and everything else over to her, she would see that Roger couldn't remove her from the beloved home and she could die there with dignity. She signed everything over to Vivian, including power of attorney. Well, Roger was furious when he found out. After all, he was the one sacrificing his time and apparently his health uh, to care for his mother. On top of that, Vivian lied. Once Esther signed everything over to her, she put her mother in a nursing home anyway and told Roger that he had to get out of the house, uh, get out of what was now her house. Esther died shortly thereafter, and no cause of death was ever determined, according to the medical records. Two months later, Vivian suffered a ruptured spleen and died unexpectedly. Roger gave in to his own health problems a few months after that, and within a span of eight months, all three had died. Amanda inherited the house and everything in it. She wanted to sell it and be rid of the reminder of all the family drama that she had to watch from the sidelines. It was while she was cleaning out the house that she discovered the altar. There was a small desk in Roger's room with three or four candles placed across its surface. In the center was a strange box. Before he took ill, Roger was was a successful commercial fisherman. Sorry, the cat just hooked his nail on my pan. (laughs) Silly kitty. Um... (laughs) That's our cat, Milo. He's our rescue cat. Uh, Before he took ill, Roger was a successful commercial man, and Amanda thought it might have been something he came across on his travels for work. The the, The box is about eight inches long and four inches wide and almost looks like a jewelry box. Inside was a stuffed toy that appeared to resemble a fish, even though it was old and faded. 
Tacked to it were three photographs, two of which were people she instantly recognized, her sister, Vivian, and her mother, Esther. Little pins stuck, little stick pins had been inserted in the doll in various positions, making it resemble a voodoo doll. There was also a photo of a man whom she did not recognize. Hmm. Also in the box were extra pins, some dried herbs that she thinks may have been sage and mysterious oils and ointments with no label. It looked like many of the items were quite old, and perhaps this was something Roger had been practicing for many years. <clears throat> Although Amanda had no way of knowing, Roger's work as a commercial fisherman brought him in contact with people of various cultures around the world. Sailing out of New Bedford, he worked alongside many seamen from Portugal and Brazil. The Brazilian culture, there is a form of black magic known as macamba. It is possible that Roger learned this version of Brazilian voodoo from his fellow fishermen. Macamba rituals are often used to seek revenge on family members who have done harm, and the ritual often involves using a photograph of the person you want to inflict the dark magic upon. For that reason, many superstitious Brazilians will not allow photographs of themselves to be given to someone they don't know. So it's no surprise that after she discovered the altar, Amanda's house was plagued with paranormal activity. Amanda hired a medium to come in and possibly help with restless spirits move on from the house and to help remove any bad vibes brought on by her brother practicing voodoo in the house. The medium explained that the pins that were stuck into the fish doll were arranged in a way that would inflict pain on the intended target. Without knowing about Vivian or how she died, she pointed out that one of the pins appeared to be placed in what would represent the spleen. A shiver went down Amanda's spine. The medium also told Amanda that if they took the box with the doll from the altar and buried it in the yard, the hauntings would stop. This didn't happen, which is why she later brought in John and his paranormal group. They came in and investigated for over nine hours, but captured no signs of paranormal activity themselves. They even dug up the box and the doll in the hopes that bringing it back into the house would lead to activity, but nothing happened. John believes it's because the haunting was only meant for the family. Okay. The mystery, the mystery also remains as who the man was in the third photo stuck to the stuffed fish doll. Suspe speculation is that he could have been a partner in the fishing business that wronged Roger in some way. That might even explain why the doll was in the shape of a fish. When the box was removed from the property, John took it into his own possession before eventually turning it over to the legendary paranormal research and haunted collector star John Zaffis. All the strange activity reached an abrupt end. A sense of peace that had been missing from the home for many decades once again filled its room. The curse apparently lifted. That's cool. Yeah. It was very specific to those folks. Yes. To that family, like yes. you said. And and that's what, the, so the, the um, Brazilian voodoo, this type of doll would be used specifically for family. To target family. that individual. Yeah, to target family. Um, we do have a couple pictures. So here's the voodoo doll case. Yes. Right here that was That was in up. the desk that was surrounded by the candles. Okay. So it, it's, it even looks old, old and, and creepy. Out and creepy. Yeah. And, and then we actually have a picture of the voodoo fish, which at first I couldn't figure out. I thought, well, that's a really shaped voodoo doll. Well, when I was looking but at it, a fish. I was trying to figure out what it was. Yeah, no. I didn't know the story, of Once course. Once it makes sense, because now you can see the fins yeah. and stuff. And so then when they were like, oh, it's actually a fish, I was like, okay. It's interesting. Makes sense. That thing looks like it's been burned and everything else. It looks like it's right? been, I mean, it was buried, don't forget. Yeah. So oh, that's it looks true. like it, it's been dirtied. It's been but, yeah. Um, so I just thought this was a cool story that kind of just went along with what I was wanting to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So. It's, it's really interesting. Again, to Vivian. 
Yeah, Vivian just conniving. Yeah, and, just and you know, here's what's so sad. It's not manipulative. It's very this stuff happens in real life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where people take over. You know, we Estates we actually and I know a guy like through my brother that his cousin has done this with their mother. Oh. So um, it's you know, but what goes around comes around. So I wrote down karma. Yeah, I was um, like, is this karma? And or? I hear dying like spleen ruptures is very painful. I don't I imagine. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, she got her come up as coming up in as they say. Um, it was weird, though, that the mom was there, I thought, because he was actually taking care of the mom. Mm -hmm. But was he the one causing her to be sick or did he just kill her once she was left in the retirement home to rot and die? Did he just put her out of her misery then? You know, I don't know. I don't know. That's what was one of my questions. Um, and I wish we knew more about the third person, you know, the random the, person that they think the may photo. have wronged the uncle in some way. Great, or her brother great story. Yeah, absolutely. Fun. Yeah. All right. With that, you guys check us out on the Castro files out on Instagram. I'll, I'll drop the pictures out there so you can see the couple of pictures. And of course, like to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you don't mind. Yes, please. And with that. Go out and share the show also. Yep, sharing is caring. Absolutely. We haven't forgotten about that. So we'll catch you next time. Bye, Cheers. guys. Have a great week.